Hi, this is Matthew Olshan. I'm the author of The Flown Sky. Thank you for downloading and listening to this, the first chapter of the book. There are 36 more to follow. I hope you like it. I invite you to check out the website www.theflownsky.com to find out a little more. But for now, let's just jump in. The Flown Sky for Nina. Chapter 1 A Lone Beachcomber. There was a certain hour of a summer evening on Alil Island when the southern sea drew away its surf like the train of a gown, startling the sand crabs and plovers and revealing a hidden world of tidal pools along the shore. Alil Island was world famous for beachcombing, and summer evenings, when the lengthening rays of the sun poured into the tidal pools, flooding them with amber light, were tailor made for finding jeweled shells, buttery sea glass, and fossilized bits of extinct beasts. But for even rarer finds, the best bet was Windward Beach. It was there, at the foot of Mount Minnetubo, the island's brooding volcano, that the powerful currents of the southern sea, having flowed uninterrupted for more than a thousand miles, finally made landfall. Windward Beach was where a beachcomber might come across a crate of unknown fruit, each piece wrapped like a gift in silver-flecked crepe paper, or an ivory music box the size and shape of a seahorse, or, for instance, the wooden dollhouse that arrived one morning, complete with furniture and rugs, everything in perfect order, as if it had floated to Alil Island on a cloud, rather than through the turbulent surf. Beachcombing was the unofficial pastime of Alil Island. Everyone did it, but the island's young binas were absolutely passionate about it. As soon as they woke from their afternoon naps, they'd race to the beach, swinging from vine to vine through thick jungle, pausing every now and then to dangle from their elegant tails and scout ahead for anything brilliant, sparkling, or rare to add to their collections. Once they reached the dunes, it seemed that their clever paws never stopped sifting wet gravel. Strange, then, that the Binas avoided Windward Beach with such a fervor. They claimed it was on account of the mischievous waves along the shore, which, it's true, did have a way of rearing up as soon as a beachcomber's back was turned. But the real reason most Binas chose to avoid Windward Beach was the notorious shadow cast by Zandra Palace. When no one was looking, the shadow of the palace was said to take the shape of a monster's fists and silently pound the dunes in rhythm with the surf. Zandra Palace, carved by long-forgotten hands into the side of Mount Minnetubo, was a remote and frightening place to most Abinas. It was the home of Queen Abina, who ruled Alil Island from behind the palace walls. No Bina had ever laid eyes on the queen, but her reach extended to every corner of the island in the form of the royal pelicans, who circled tirelessly overhead, ever watchful, crisscrossing Windward Beach on their way to and from the palace. There was one Bina, however, who loved Windward Beach so much she made it her home in spite of the unsettling shadows and the steady traffic of stern pelicans. Her name was Inabina. Inabina was something of an oddball. Other Binas preferred crowded treetops, but Inabina lived alone quite happily on Windward Beach in a reed hut she had woven herself. The hut, which looked like an upside-down fruit bowl, was a little lopsided, but Inabina didn't mind. She'd liked lopsided things. Inabina had Windward Beach entirely to herself, with the exception of the royal pelicans, of course, who always seemed to be hovering over the shallows, gathering strength for the difficult climb to the palace. She tended the shoreline as if it were her own private garden. 
There was no greater pleasure for her after a long day of beach combing and splashing in tidal pools than to throw open the shutters of her hut and lounge in a hammock, her shoulders aching pleasantly from raking the dunes, perhaps, or from gathering coconuts and stacking them in a neat pyramid. She could lie in that hammock for hours, swinging herself gently with her tail or her big toe, dreaming of the next summer storm and what it might bring to her beach. Storms were spectacular on Windward Beach, particularly in summer, when squalls would blow up without warning, delivering treasure on the backs of towering waves. Those summer squalls often brought castaways, too, hapless creatures, lizards, baby birds, insects, the smallest of the small, clinging desperately to their improvised rafts, survivors of shipwreck, tidal wave, flood, volcanic eruption, mudslide, and every other imaginable...